The American Society of Clinical Oncology Genitourinary Cancer Symposium 2022 took place on the 17th to the 19th of February in San Francisco, California. We heard loads of great updates and discussions during the meeting and spoke to the presenters of some of the biggest trials. It was a great meeting for prostate cancer, with results from Propel, Preside, Magnitude and Arisons being presented, among many others. A big topic among these trials was the use of PARP inhibitors for metastatic castration-resistant prostate cancer, which was explored by both the PROPEL trial and the MAGNITUDE trial. First, let's hear from Professor Fred Saad from the University of Montreal Health Centre about the results from the PROPEL trial which he presented at the meeting. So the PROPEL study is a phase 3 randomised trial taking patients in first-line MCRPC, all comers, no biomarker predetermined eligibility criteria, we allowed patients to have had docetaxel in the pre-MCRPC state, so in metastatic hormone sensitive. We allowed patients that had even significant pain to come into the study, and we allowed patients with visceral metastases to come into the study. So very a, a real world MCRPC first line study um, in about 800 patients randomized one-to-one -one between getting abiraterone and placebo versus abiraterone plus olaparib, and with a primary endpoint, of radiographic progression-free survival, and obviously secondary endpoints, very important, overall survival, time to subsequent therapy, time to second progression, adverse events, quality of life, exactly, as you would expect for this kind of trial. So the results, um, basically uh, the primary endpoint was largely met, very statistically significant, and in my opinion, very clinically significant improvement in radiographic progression-free survival or death, that was a 34% reduction, which turned out to be over eight months improvement over abiraterone alone, which is considered one of the most widely used standard of care for first-line MCRPC. Of note, that eight-month improvement is basically identical to what we saw with abiraterone against a pure placebo. And so really, we're, I think we have something that really benefits patients with MCRPC to further improve their outcome with first-line therapy, which unfortunately is many times the only line of therapy patients get in MCRPC. Overall survival is still immature. We have less than 30% of the deaths that we need for maturity, but we're already starting to see a trend towards an improved overall survival. And we have other endpoints that encourage us that we're going in the right direction. Time to subsequent therapy was significantly prolonged in the combination arm. And time to second progression was also significantly prolonged in the combination arm. We had better overall response rate in those that had measurable disease. And in terms of adverse events, there was nothing unexpected from either drug used alone. And clearly we did not seem to see an increase in toxicity of either drug when combined together and overall quality of life was maintained throughout the study. We never saw any significant difference or deterioration by adding olaparib to abiraterone. So overall, uh, I think this is a very positive and probably the first combination regimen that seems to clearly improve the outcome of patients in first-line MCRPC, and we clearly need to be improving on what we've been using as standard of care for several years. Professor Andrew Armstrong of Duke Cancer Institute spoke to us about the rationale in the PROPEL trial of using a PARP inhibitor for unselected patients. The unique thing about PROPEL is it's testing the value of a PARP inhibitor in unselected patients. 
So traditionally we use a PARP inhibitor like Olaparib in men that have BRCA2 mutations and other DNA repair defects. But the, the biology behind AR and its regulation of DNA repair suggests that uh, an AR inhibitor may synergize with a PARP inhibitor even in men that do not have BRCA2 mutations. The Magnitude Trial, presented at ASCO-GU by Dr. Kim Chi of the University of British Columbia, is a randomized, double-blind, phase 3 trial which investigated the use of niraparib with abiraterone and prednisone in a first-line setting for patients with metastatic, castration-resistant prostate cancer, both with and without homologous recombination repair gene alterations. The results reported so far showed a benefit in using this regimen for patients with specified homologous recombination repair gene alterations, with an improvement in radiographic progression-free survival. In the subgroup of patients with BRCA1 or 2 mutations, the risk of disease progression or death was reduced by 47%, while in the overall group of patients with homologous recombination repair gene alterations, the risk was reduced by 27%. However, patients with unspecified gene alterations did not experience any significant benefit with the use of this regimen. We spoke to Dr. Simon Crabb from the University of Southampton about the use of PARP inhibitors in these two trials. So, so the other interesting data uh, in prostate cancer at this meeting has been around PARP inhibition uh, for, pa for patients with uh, metastatic castration-resistant disease. Um, and we've seen two trials presented, both uh, taking a combination of abiraterone uh, with either laparib uh, or niraparib. The results are challenging um, in the sense that they, they appear at first, f first uh, look to be slightly discordant. Uh, the Alaparib trial is positive and the subgroup analysis would suggest that it's positive both for patients um, that have alterations in DNA repair genes or those that don't. In other words, the data appear to support use in all comers. The Niraparib data is different. Uh, it was designed in a slightly different way, but the uh, group of patients that did not have DNA repeat DNA repair gene alterations um, didn't appear to benefit and that part of the trial was shut down at an interim analysis. The trial was positive however for a group of patients that did have a biomarker for DNA repair alterations. So uh, that's going to be challenging to interpret. There's clearly a role for PARP inhibition in this disease but I think we're going to see, need to see further analysis of both of these trials to try and understand is this something we should do with all comers? I think that's challenging both in terms of cost and potential toxicity. Um, or can we define a subgroup who really need to have this additional treatment? We also spoke with Dr. Arpit Rao of Baylor College of Medicine about the challenges of using PARP inhibitors for metastatic castration-resistant prostate cancer. At the risk of sounding a little biased, right, um, I would say PARP inhibition is, is the impact of that. Like yesterday, when we were hearing about Propel and magnitude data, I think the impact is going to grow um, with, the, with those trials as they translate into clinical practice eventually. Um, there are many, many questions. So one is just given the side effect profile of PARP inhibition and the average um, kind of patient clinical characteristics of our patients with prostate cancer, I think it'd be hard to give them longer duration PARP therapy, for example, to move it up in hormone sensitive space and give it for many years, I think that's going to be a very big challenge. So I, don't, I, I know that that space is empty, but it may be hard to move it up unless we do creative things. So the biology does allow for us to do interrupted PARP therapy. 
And that's not being explored just yet because the field is still evolving. But I think that that would be one way to cut down on the grade three AE rates we saw yesterday from Olaparib and Niraparib and, and still come to the same conclusion in terms of efficacy. So I think that would be one of the ways to improve adoption of PARP inhibitors. Um, and then as more and more of these agents get used in the first line MCRPC setting, question arises, can you sequence them? Can you still get some benefit in a small subset of patients in second line and onwards? And, and I think those questions remain unanswered. Moving on from PARP inhibitors, another big prostate cancer trial at ASCO-GU this year was the PRESIDE trial, presented by Professor Axel Mersberger of the University Hospital Schleswig-Holstein. On behalf of my co-authors and investigators, I was able to present the PRESIDE trial today in the plenary session on prostate cancer. PRESIDE is a randomized phase 3b trial on a man with metastatic castration-resistant prostate cancer receiving enzalutamide. And once it comes to progression, being randomized in two arms, one arm combining with doxetaxel and prednisone, and the other one, um, placebo, was combined with doxetaxel and prednisone. So the question and the main objective was, what is the benefit of maintaining the therapy upon progression with enzalutamide? The primary endpoint was progression-free survival, and uh, fortunately, the primary endpoint was positive, was met. Statistically significant PFS benefit hazard ratio uh, was a 28% advantage when combining or continuation with ansalutamide in combination with doxetaxel and prednisone. We also spoke to Professor Mersberger about the evolving treatment landscape of metastatic prostate cancer. So when the trial was designed, this was more than 10 years ago, since then the treatment landscape has changed a lot. We've seen um, the treatment intensification in MHSPC, also in MCRPC with PARP inhibition, with novel substances, with lutetium therapy like uh, Terranostics. So a lot of changes um, like happening in the last five years in advanced metastatic prostate cancer. So I think this is also a challenge on how to guide the physicians and uh, to treat the patient best. And I think surely we have learned from a lot of trials like Titan and MHSPC or Arosense just today and uh, Preside and MCRPC that treatment intensification makes sense. However, I think the future will be uh, precision medicine and we need more factors. For example, for the PRESIDE trial, we expect to have biomarker results from uh, CDDNA, from circulating tumor cells. So this is something we are looking at. We have evaluated um, those uh, biomarkers at uh, certain time points within the trial and this is something we are going to present in the future, future meetings, meetings hopefully like this one, ASCO GU 2022. Finally, we heard about the Arisons trial, presented by Professor Matthew Raymond Smith of Massachusetts General Hospital Cancer Center. Dr. Vadim Koshkin from the University of California, San Francisco, discusses the results of Arisons and the possible impact of the study. A particularly interesting and potentially practice-changing study was the Arisons study, which, uh, in which patients with uh, metastatic hormone-sensitive prostate cancer were randomized to receive either a uh, combination of um, uh, uh, Lupron or um, androgen deprivation therapy basically with um, uh, docetaxel chemotherapy and darolutamide 
uh, versus uh, androgen deprivation therapy with docetaxel and placebo. And the triplet therapy arm, the uh, ADT with docetaxel with darolutamide, uh, uh, was shown to improve overall survival um, in patients treated with, with the triplet therapy as opposed to patients treated with ADT and docetaxel alone. Uh, these uh, results are very encouraging and potentially practice changing for a, a subset of patients with, uh, with prostate cancer. And so I think was really the, the highlight of, of um, the studies presented um, uh, during the, the prostate portion of this conference. That wraps up our summary of the key trials in prostate cancer at ASCO GU 2022. There was lots more brilliant research presented at the conference, so take a look at vjoncology.com to find more interviews and discussions, including hot topics in neurothelial carcinoma and renal cell carcinoma. If you want to hear more from us, then check out our podcasts, which can be found on our website and streaming on your favourite podcast app, including Spotify and Apple. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more of the latest updates in oncology research.